Hello and welcome to Sustainable Conversations episode. Welcome back to Sustainable Conversations. Hello and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Hello everyone and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Hello and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Hello everyone and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Episode eight. My name is Aiden Pasarczyk and this is my co-host Todd Pasarczyk. Hello everyone and Hey everybody, it's Aiden Pasarczyk and welcome to Sustainable Conversations. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have a great show for you today. Enjoy. And we're back. It's the first time in uh, eight months and I'm really excited to be back on Sustainable Conversations. Uh, How's it going, Todd? Good. We're happy to have you back, Aiden. Welcome back from school. For those of you who don't know, uh, Aiden just finished his first year at, at college. That's so right. How'd That's it go? Right. It was great. It was uh, it was a fun time, learning experience, and um, I'm looking forward to heading back next year. So I'm definitely glad that everything went pretty smoothly. Well, the listeners are glad to ba- have you back on the podcast. I'm because, sure they are. Yeah. When you've been gone, it's just been me alone talking. Yeah. Yeah. So you it, got a couple of weak episodes from Todd, but <laughs> you know, I'm back now, so we're, everything's okay. We're we're excited to get going. So for the That's next right. four months you'll have uh podcasts with me and in Yeah. I don't I don't know, like it four months seems like a long time to have off school. Is that normal? It's a long summer break. Um I think it's pretty normal, although a lot of schools will start later and end later. So I, I ended up just getting the early side of everything. There you go. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so today we're going to be talking about the Fed raising interest rates. I'm sure you've all heard about this. It's uh, it's breaking news in the financial world. Um, and we, we thought we would just really break this down and define how it's actually going to affect you. Um, you know, we do that in basically every podcast we do. So I think that you can pretty much expect the sort of um, outline that we're going to take here, but but as always, you know, we want to answer all your questions and we want to make sure that nothing is confusing and that things are broken down into terms that, you know, normal people can understand, including me. So let's get, uh, let's get going. I've done some research on this. I wanted to start by defining what the Fed raising interest rates actually means. So essentially, the Fed increases the interest on overnight loans that banks make in order to satisfy people's deposits and withdrawals, and so the cost of credit becomes more expensive. That's kind of wordy, but essentially, when people make deposits and withdrawals at their local banks, the bank doesn't have all of the money right there to be able to satisfy everything. So they have to take loans from the bigger banks, which is the Fed, and the Fed um, adds an interest rate on that. So when they increase interest rates, the banks all of a sudden have to charge more for, for credit and lines of credit, and so things get more expensive in general. Um, um, all, all kinds of loans become more expensive, and, and it's hoped it's hoped to bring inflation down uh, because money becomes a little bit more valuable. And so the one goal is basically to increase the cost of credit, which should bring the inflation level down. That's the idea behind, behind this whole move. Um, I do think I explained that pretty well. That was, yeah, it was a great explanation. I just think that a lot of people don't understand when they hear the federal reserve is raising interest rates. They don't really understand what that exactly means. So what what you just gave Aiden is a is a really great breakdown of that. That that is what yeah. it means. And the Fed uses the interest rate 
as a mechanism for the way I like to describe it is think about it like you're driving a car. Like, like let's picture the economy as a car and the Federal Reserve, if they feel like they need to speed the car up or, or the economy, then they'll push their foot on the gas. And when they're lowering interest rates, it's like pushing down on the gas. It tends to accelerate the economy because as you said, borrowing costs go down, we can borrow money for less. So it's easy, easy for us to spend more. Um, but when they need to put the brakes on like right now, because what happens is when the economy gets moving too quickly, that can cause inflation. And so what the fed is trying to do right now is, is apply the brakes, which is raising the interest rate. So it has the effect of putting the brakes on the economy a bit. And that's kind of the dance they're trying to play right now is they want to put the brakes on enough not to completely slow the car down. Like they're not trying to bring us to a screeching halt or anything, but they're trying to slow it down enough that the car will still be moving. So the economy will hopefully continue to grow, but at the same time, bring inflation under control because obviously sure. those rates are pretty high right now. Sure. Um, another interesting note that I saw that's um, a little bit unfortunate. I found it from nerdwallet.com. Um, it says that since the announcement, there have been more than 20,000 more jobless claims posted. So would you say that, I mean, it's looking like this move is causing a little bit more unemployment, which is something I would not have really thought of, but was that something that you would have expected? Yeah. So, yes. So basically, and, and that's a little bit longer of an answer, but yeah, the, the effect of raising interest rates is that it does tend to slow the economy. And so one of the downsides to slowing the economy is that when the economy slows down, you tend to have more unemployment. Sure. Right. Yeah. And actually the fed it's interesting. A lot of people don't realize this, but, but the Federal Reserve has only, they have two missions. So they have this um, joint mission of keeping inflation under control and keeping the economy at full employment. So actually those are their, if you look at why the Federal Reserve exists, they would tell you, these are the two things that we do. So they're constantly having to go back and forth between, like right now, it's this trade-off. So we can raise interest rates that will help hopefully. And and we have to be careful. Like their hope is that that will bring inflation under control. It's no guarantee, but it generally does. But the downside to that is it will potentially create higher unemployment. And so what we've been is in an environment where unemployment has been at record low levels because they've had those interest rates really low. So we've had low interest rates, the economy is growing really quickly, unemployment is at record low levels, but the downside is now we're seeing inflation creep up. So now the Fed's having to make this decision of, do we raise the interest rate to bring inflation under control, but the downside will be potentially slowing down the economy and thus more people unemployed. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. I have a nice little um, other explanation from Forbes that I thought I would bring um, they say that those who can't or don't want to afford the higher payments postpone projects that involve financing. It simultaneously encourages people to save money to earn higher interest payments, and this reduces the supply of money in circulation, which tends to lower inflation and moderate economic act- 
economic activity, excuse me, also known as cool off the economy. So it sort of uh, just encourages people to save a little bit more and encourages people to postpone bigger buying projects. You know, you're trying to do some things to your house. You're trying to buy a new car. It maybe maybe encourages people to wait until until the cost of credit goes down a little bit. Um, so I wanted to get into the different areas um, of how this affects people and how, how it's going to affect different areas like the stock market, how it's going to affect borrowers, savers, and mortgages. Um, but first, I want to just ask, Todd, from uh, your personal experience, how do you think you've seen raised interest rates hurt people or help people? You know, I'd just love to, you to give some experiences to this. Yeah, uh, so I'll, I'll start off by saying, by by addressing the environment we've been in with which is an environment of extremely low interest rates. So if we go all the way back to the global financial crisis in 2008 we we had that happen and actually in 08 and 09 the Federal Reserve lowered interest rates to 0%. Um we we went on to have a very long run uh, we actually had the longest expansion in the history of our economy. We had an 11-year expansion, which actually didn't end until COVID. Like, COVID is what put an end to that. During that time period, I forget the exact years, but the Fed, you know, I don't know, it was around 2018, maybe, 2017, they finally were able to raise the interest rate back up a bit. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we got it to like three and a half percent. Don't yeah. quote me on that exact number, but we went from zero to like three, three and a half. Um, but really for that entire 11 years, we, we had really low interest rates. I mean, a lot of you know that mortgages have been at record low levels for, levels for a really long time. And then right as we started to get to a point where we were starting to normalize interest rates, we had COVID hit and then the Fed lowered them back down to 0%. So I think to answer your question, which is a great question, you know, how is this impacting people? Well, I'll start off by saying who has been benefited by low interest rates and who has been hurt by them? Because the environment we've been in really since 2008 has been an environment of really, really low interest rates. So who has been helped by that has been borrowers. So people buying homes and jet skis and, (laughs) you know, cars, everything else. Yeah. Interest rates have been at record low levels. So if you're someone trying to finance something, um, you've, you've really enjoyed it. Um, the stock market has done really well. Obviously there's been some volatility during those periods, but in general, the time period from 08 through today has been a really good time for the market because low interest rates tend to help the economy and the market, which is why the Fed does it. So sure. stock investors have benefited. Who hasn't benefited are um, retired clients. For example, a lot of retired clients have a lot of money in bonds typically because mm. if you're retired, you tend to not want to have as much risk in the stock market. And so one of the challenges in our profession really since 08 has been trying to find places where people who are retired can make, you know, like a, a, a fixed interest rate. So bond interest rates have been really low. If you've, you know, really since 08, if you've tried to go put money in a savings account at the bank, you've gotten paid very little. Hmm. So people with money in bank savings accounts have been, have been really hurt over the last, you know, again, since 08. So, um, 
so so that's all likely to maybe start reversing mm-hmm. right where who will benefit from higher interest rates are savers so people that uh, are looking to buy bonds you know bond interest rates are just now starting to go up so it it you know I actually think that there's some benefits to these higher rates I think that clients who are looking for a fixed income in retirement are going to be able to get decent rates on bonds again. Um, people with money in the bank are going to be able to get decent interest rates again. I remember when I when I first started, so I started doing this in 1998, and I worked for a brokerage firm um, from like 98 through 2004. And mm-hmm. at that time, we had, uh, we had bonds that were AAA rated, uh, which is the highest credit rating you can get, and they were also insured, and they were paying 8%. And I remember oh, wow. our, uh, yeah, our money market account that we had was paying over five. Wow. So, I mean, you couldn't imagine that in these days, but, but, you know, we're not saying we're going to go back to those levels, but those are the people that potentially will be helped is people that want to save money. And then those that will likely be hurt, you know, obviously borrowing costs are going to go up. So, you know, if you're, if you're borrowing money, it's likely that rates will increase on things like car loans and credit sure. cards and home equity yeah. lines of credit and stuff yeah. like that. I had a just a quick little question from someone, you know, who doesn't know everything. Um, is 0.5% a lot? You know, I, it doesn't sound like a lot, but I would like to, you know, just know what kind of effect that is. Um, 0.5. Oh, do you mean as far That's as how what, much they raise? Yeah. It's 0.5%. Yeah. So... Yeah, that's a tough question to answer. Is it a lot? So I would say that... Relative to other moves that they've made. Yeah, no, I mean, so the Fed is typically, you know, they're going to raise rates either one quarter to one half a point at a time. I would say a half a percent is not... It's kind of what everybody's expected. Sure. I think what's more important is not the, the rate increase that just happened, What's more important to the market and interest rates and everything else is, you know, the stock market, the bond market, the banks, everybody's trying to figure out ultimately where things are going down the road. And so what's actually way more important than the rate increase at the time is is the Fed will usually also come out and try to give some guidance on what the strategy is. And actually what's more important is ultimately where the level will end up. So what everybody's trying to guess right now is how high is it going to go? And that's, Mm -hmm. what's tricky is we don't know the answer to that. You know, the feds kind of given some hints, but, um, so no half a point, I'd say that's pretty norm, pretty much the norm, but really what the markets are looking at trying to guess is how many half a point rate increases are we going to have, you know, and ultimately what's the rate going to end up at. That's good to know. That's good to know. So diving into the different uh, the different areas, I thought I'd just do a little rundown of how you know this raise is going to affect different areas. So I'm sure many of you are wondering about the stock market. Um, you know, that's where I think most people would assume that the biggest change would happen, but um, it doesn't always have a huge correlation. But let's look. So. The higher interest rates usually have a negative impact on the stock market as raising rates makes the cost of business um, higher. So doing business all of a sudden becomes more expensive and public companies earn lower revenues and a lot of times it affects their stock values. Now it's nothing to panic about, but yes, we will probably most likely see a dip in the stock market. I think we already have. 
Um, and also the psychology of the market is a big factor. Uh, traders get cold feet easily when rates are announced to go up. They may sell off their shares quickly, and usually this causes a drop in market value. So, you know, I'm sure many of you have done this as, as I've thought the same thing, um, you know. Oh, shoot, the interest rates are raising. We should probably pull our money out of stocks because who knows what's going to happen. Um, and so we can already see in the past couple of days, the NASDAQ dropped 5% last Thursday. Uh, the Dow dropped 3% uh, the same day, and the S&P 500 also dropped nearly 4%. Um, but, you know, as we would tell you, it's sustainable wealth management. This is nothing to worry about too much. You know, you've, you've heard that a lot. But what do, you, what do you talk to your clients about when it comes to the psychology of the stock market, Todd? Yeah, I mean, I, and I always love how you bring it back to like, okay, how does this affect us, right? Because, you know, we can sit here and talk about interest rates all day long, but at the end of the day, ultimately, everybody's wondering like, hey, how does this impact my portfolio, my financial plans? What do we need to do about this? And so, you know, I would say that right now the market isn't just grappling with interest rates. Um, it, it's really a combination of interest rates and, uh, you know, inflation. Historically speaking, when the market, I'm sorry, when interest rates go up slowly, the market tends to do okay. When interest rates go up quickly, drastically, um, or from a low level to a very high level, very quickly, that again, historically has not been great for the market. So at this point, what the market's grappling with is this, if the fed is able, and this is, you know, again, Past, past, we'll throw the, the disclosure out there. Past performance is no guarantee of, of the future. And, you know, obviously nobody has a crystal ball and nobody knows exactly what's going to happen. But I will just say this is what the markets are grappling with right now. It's this idea of if the Fed is able to raise interest rates and inflation starts to get under control, then the markets like the, I, I believe I believe that would be viewed as positive and the markets would do okay mm. right um, what the markets are worried about are we raise rates slowly because right now what the Fed is doing is raising rates relatively slowly like a half a point here or there not a big deal in fact at the last meeting they said that they're not at this point, considering a, a three quarter percent increase, mm. right? So yeah. they're kind of signaling to the markets that we're going to maintain, or we're going to try to maintain this strategy of raising rates a quarter to a half a point at a time. Yeah. What the market's grappling with is, and I want to say this in a way that, you know, I want I want everybody to know we're not we're not trying to predict the future here. We don't know what's going to happen. So please understand that. But what the market's grappling with is this idea of if the Fed can raise rates slowly and inflation starts to come under control and the and the interest rate increases work, then it's likely that the market would view that as a positive. Hmm. What the market is worried about is that these slow interest rate increases don't get inflation under control and that the Fed will then have to implement a strategy of raising rates more quickly. And then that, 
that is that is something that the markets would be worried about, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So so again, historically, just to sum it all up, if historically speaking, when the Fed has raised rates slowly, the market's done okay. When the Fed has had had to raise interest rates quickly it's it's been more challenging yeah 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 no that makes a lot of sense um my next category is moving on to borrowers so um you know as you know your borrowing rates are bound to go up most credit card rates aren't fixed so you'll probably find yourself paying a little bit more when it comes to your card um so since we're not allowed to say concrete statements um these are mostly just generalities but um most people would recommend that paying off your credit card as soon as possible is always a good idea. It's not good to leave, you know, a bunch of credit card debt laying around, um, and especially in a time like this, that that's definitely something that's that you may want to consider. Um, and personal loans and auto loans will also most likely rise, along with basically every type of money borrowing. So, since the cost of credit is going up because of the line of credit between the banks and the Fed. Um, most every sphere of borrowing money is probably going to go up. Now, again, half a point is not crazy. It's not going to be ridiculous, but you might want to see you might see that that rate going up a little bit. Um, Todd, do you believe that borrowers should pay off everything that they've borrowed as soon as possible when rates go up, or do you think they should just wait for things to go back down, where it might not cost quite as much? Yeah. So, you know this. This is always why having a really good sound financial plan is a good idea for clients because, you know, as as you said earlier, and we can't necessarily predict the future, but in everybody's situation is a little different. So I would say that, you know, it really depends on your exact situation and what your goals are and your retirement goals and, and everything else. But in general, if you have something like a mortgage that's fixed, you don't need to worry unless you're buying a new home, right? Because if you have a fixed rate on something, then the only, you know, for example, your mortgage, your mortgage payment, if you have a 30-year fix, for example, won't go up. It, it's just if you end up buying a new home that you would end up with a higher rate. If you have something like a credit card that is a variable interest rate, then those are likely to go up. And as as you said earlier, Aiden, you know, credit card debt usually is a higher interest rate anyway. So something like that is <clears throat> is generally advisable to pay off. Um, with these interest rate increases, mo- most most consumer debt that people have, the main stuff we have, you know, think about like your, your home loan, that's fixed. Your car loans are fixed. So if you're going to buy a new car, you're likely to pay a higher interest rate now. But your current car loan shouldn't go up. And the, the car market is always also crazy. Yeah. Right now as well, so. The one thing to look out for, though, is if you have a home equity line of credit. So, so those can be a little sneaky because a lot of people have home equity lines of credit, and those typically are issued on a variable interest rate. So we might recommend that you, if you have a home equity line of credit, that you do pay attention to that interest rate and maybe, um, you know, again, factor that in, consult your advisor, obviously, but... Uh, if you have a home equity line of credit, those are the ones that I would, th- those tend to be very tied to these Fed interest rate movements. And, and I would advise that people take a look at those if they have them. Yeah, that's good. To, I've seen that on a lot of the uh, financial sites, writing articles about the situation and everything. That could be a tricky situation. Yeah, to address. yeah. 
But your current car loan, your current home loan, again, if you have a variable home loan, pay attention to that. There are people that have adjustable rate mortgages. Sure. So that is something, too, I'd highly recommend that you consult your advisor on. Because if you have an adjustable rate mortgage and you think you're going to be in your home for a while, even though home loans have gone up, it might still make sense for you to refinance into some type of fixed loan while rates are you know, still yeah. just starting to go yeah, up. Yeah. So next up, we have savers. Good news, as Todd mentioned before. Um, when you're holding money in interest-returning accounts, such as 401ks and Roth IRAs, federal interest rates going up is going to be your friend. The competition between banks and credit unions because of a hike like this will most likely stimulate growth in your personal account. So, um, Todd, I would love some help explaining that idea of the competition between banks and credit unions and the Fed. Um, yeah. How does that stimulate growth in our accounts? Yeah. So the way banks work, so when, when so banks have to raise money in order to lend money. So, so a bank is going to make money by lending money out, but the only way they can lend money out is if they have money on deposit to lend out, right? So, so they have to pay an interest rate to attract people to put money in their bank, right? If the bank's going to pay you 0%, you have no incentive to put your money in the bank. But if the bank's going to pay you, you know, two, three, four, five percent 5%, I mean, think of it this way. If a bank said, Hey, I'll give you a guaranteed 6%, we'd probably all now yeah. again, that's not available, but you know, huh. just hypothetically, we'd, a lot of us would probably say, yeah, I want to give, yeah. put some money in that bank. So there's this competition as you pointed out, because basically banks need to they need to raise money so that they have money on deposit so that they can use that money to lend it out, right? And and so with interest rates going up and them being able to also charge more on loans, um, obviously there's an incentive there for them to be able to, uh, you know, to get more money on deposit. And it's, all, it's kind of a win-win because with banks paying more interest now or likely in the future, um, you know, people have a little bit more incentive. Now, again, I'll throw out there that it's not just banks. So bond rates, you know, stuff that we do for clients in their accounts, money market accounts like we, we have in people's accounts, uh, rates on all that stuff should be going up. Yeah. 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 That's good to know. Um, and then the last category that I wanted to talk about was mortgages. Um, I think mortgages is probably the most interesting um, circumstance here to, to look at when the Fed interest rates go up. Um, as many sources and experts stress, interest rates rising have no direct impact on mortgages. Uh, there are a few factors involved, but no definitive statement can really be made. Usually the mortgage rates follow interest rates, but that's not always the case. I've seen it described as sort of a dance between, you know, between the interest rates and mortgage rates. So sometimes they'll go the same way. Sometimes they'll split off in the opposite ways. And sometimes, you know, there'll be no really correlation at all. And the most common situ com common circumstance, excuse me, for mortgage rates to follow climbing interest rates is when the housing supply becomes too low because rate makers increase the rate to bring down some of the demand. I don't know if that makes any sense. But from my research and really what I've seen is probably the most rational explanation of why they don't follow each other is because simply that mortgage rates are fixed. So usually people, you know, if somebody got a rate before the inflation or the interest rates rose and they have a, a fixed rate, 
that's not going to make any effect on it because most mortgage rates are fixed. Um, you know, new mortgages, like you were talking about, new mortgage rates may go up a little bit. But what do you what do you have to say on that, Todd? Yeah, I'm really glad you brought this up because um, one thing I'll just throw out there that that people should understand is when the Fed raises interest rates, it has a very direct impact on short term loans. Hmm. Um, long term loans things like 30-year mortgages are more a function of supply and demand in the bond market. Okay, so in general, as you said, like in general, if the Fed's raising interest rates and then therefore rates on things like bank accounts go up and other types of loans, you know, in general, if the trend of interest rates is higher than Typically, the bond market follows, but not always. And a really good, um, a really good example of this is actually the time period we talked about before, when when the Fed raised interest rates from zero all the way to like three and a half percent. Again, roughly, we don't I don't know the exact number back coming out of the global financial crisis. Mortgage rates really didn't go up that much, and in fact, there was a time period I remember where the Fed was raising interest rates, but mortgage loans were going down. Hmm. And the reason is this, the, 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 um, your 30-year fixed interest rate, almost all of those are based not on the Fed funds rate that we've been talking about today. Mm-hmm. They're based on the interest rate of the 10-year U.S. Treasury bond. Interesting. The 10-year U.S. Treasury bond interest rate is based almost entirely on supply and demand. Mm-hmm. So when the economy is... For example, when the markets aren't doing well and the economy's struggling, there tends to be more money that goes into treasury bonds because treasury bonds are considered to be among some of the safest investments in the world. Mm-hmm. So when the markets are struggling and the economy's struggling, there tends to be more money that floods into bonds. And when there's more money that goes into bonds, it actually brings the interest rate down. Mm-hmm. So for example, an, a strange that we haven't seen this play out yet but what could happen right now is there's all this turmoil in financial markets right and a lot of times when there's turmoil we see people flood into bonds right and so right now we haven't seen that right now we have seen mortgage interest rates go up and the reason for that is because the expectation right now is that long-term interest rates are also going to go up um and and we could do an entire podcast on this, and I don't want to get too deep into the weeds because this, this all gets very confusing. But yeah. I would just summarize and, and kind of wrap this up by saying just know that, again, um, bond, mortgage rates are not based on the Fed funds rate. They're based on the 10-year U.S. Treasury, which is sub- based on supply and demand in the bond market. Yeah which doesn't always follow the Fed funds rate. Sure. Okay? And um, that's what, that's what, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mentioned a little bit more about how, you know, sometimes it will follow because yeah. they might have to meet the demand, but yeah. that's really the only situation. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I don't know if you have anything else to say. Um, I didn't really talk about bonds too much. It, it sounded like you had, you know, a few more comments about that at the end, yeah. but that's pro- that might be another conversation for another. Yeah, you point. know, I think actually what we just talked about is that's kind of the bond story too. So, okay. you know, the as we talked about earlier, you know, um, 
mortgage rates are based on bond rates, yeah. right? And so those bond rates, as we just described, that 10-year U.S. Treasury, that is a bond. I should have mentioned that back then when we talked about this. But bond rates are, again, they're based on supply and demand. And they're based on the expectation of longer-term interest rates. So one really interesting thing going on in the bond market right now is we've seen the rate, like short-term interest rates, really directly follow the Fed funds rate because the Fed funds rate is is a short-term interest rate. Um, the the rate, though, on like a, like let's say that you can go buy like a 30-year bond. You can go buy a 40-year bond, right? Well, those are based on... Like if you're if you're the treasury and and you're issuing a ten year bond and at at whatever interest rate like if you're an investor, you have to decide where you think interest rates are going to be over the next ten years before you yeah. invest in that. So mm-hmm. so when you're when you're buying bonds, bond interest rates tend to be more based on not just the short term rate, but really where the expectation hmm. is that rates are going longer term, sure. right? Makes sense. Um, right now, I will say that we are seeing bond interest rates go up because the expectation at this point is that rates will be going up longer yeah. term as well. Yeah. So that's what we're seeing play out in markets right now. Sure, that makes sense. Um, but it'll be interesting to see where that goes. We don't ultimately know where that's going to go. And if inflation starts to come down, you might very well see rates on longer term bonds not go up nearly as much because sure. the bond market will basically predict that okay maybe we don't need to raise rates a ton right yeah. so yeah. so the bond market is very much like the stock market in that the bond market is trying to anticipate where things are going to go in the future um and 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 they're looking and trying to adjust to where they think longer term sure. rates are going to go sure well, guys, that looks like uh, the end of the show. That's about all the time we have today. We uh, thank you so much for putting up with Todd's rambling. Um, it's very appreciated. Uh, <laughs> you know, as always, it's really great to have you guys listening. They had to put up have... with a lot more of it when you were gone. Yeah, no kidding. So we finally have a little bit more uh, of an intelligent voice on the mic these days. Uh, for the, for those of you who don't know, Aiden and I are sitting in a room together, and, and while we're doing this, I'm constantly getting the hand signs that I need to wrap up my answer. Yeah, so. I, I constantly give him the little the the twirl, which means, come on, <laughs> let's wrap it up here. So anyways... Uh, we, you know, we have a lot of fun doing this and we hope that, that you're, you're able to get some education from these podcasts and, uh, you know, look for this on all platforms. We will be coming out with a new one hopefully next week. So thank you guys for listening and have a great week. Thank you everyone. Guys, we just have a few disclosures here. So please remember that the opinions expressed in this podcast are for general informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or in any specific security. The podcast is only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices refer 
preferred for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risk and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional. Sustainable Wealth Management Incorporated is a registered investment advisor. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where Sustainable Wealth Management and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advice may be rendered by Sustainable Wealth Management unless a client service agreement is in place. The commentary in this podcast reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Sustainable Wealth Management Incorporated employees providing such comments and should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Sustainable Wealth Management or performance returns of any Sustainable Wealth Management investments client. Thank you very much. Have a great day.